We are the Mystery History Podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Rachel. Welcome to episode 136 on O.J. Simpson, Nicole Brown Simpson murder trial, part two. I'm ready to hear the rest of the story. I know. It's a nail biter. That's for sure. And yeah, we we'll... just started getting into it. Yeah. Yeah. We cut it off right at the, the peak of the situation. Um, yep. So we'll do... We'll do a recap, but before we get into that, we've got some business to attend to. How many downloads do we have? Well, we have over 100,000. We made it. That's crazy. We get it. We did it, guys. We Yay. Did it. Thank you that to means... everyone. <laughs> that means we're going to do a giveaway. Yes, we um, are. That is we're going to do that whenever we return from our spring break. Because so, we can't man- mentally handle anything else right now. <laughs> we can't. It is the end of cookie, uh, Girl Scout cookies. Um, We deserve a break. So we're taking yeah. one. Yes, we are. <laughs> so we'll be on vacation Um, after our Friday's episode on the 24th Patreon. Um, And we will be returning Monday, April 10th with a new episode that Monday. Yes. So we will be taking a little hiatus for about two-ish weeks, and then we'll be back hitting you with more death, murder, mayhem, destruction. Mysteries. And mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> that always is encompassing of, of all of that other stuff, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if you start missing us during this break that we're going to be on... You can join our Patreon for $2 or $5 at patreon.com backslash mystery history podcast. We have over 124 additional episodes for your ear hole pleasures. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) Your ear hole pleasures. (laughs) Yeah. I watched, um, what was that movie? The 40-Year-Old Virgin? (laughs) yeah and there's the indian guy and he's like we aren't talking about butthole pleasures (laughs) (laughs) and we're not talking about butthole pleasures we're talking about ear hole pleasures which are completely different distinct difference (laughs) yeah we don't do butthole pleasures around here 40 year old virgin what a good movie (laughs) it is a really good movie there's so many lines in there that we quote all the time there is okay so do you want to recap them on what happened in part one so we can get them up to speed? Okay. In part one, we discussed O.J. Simpson's early life, his football career, he was killing it, his first marriage, and his meeting of Nicole Brown. He was we killing died. it. Yeah, that was like an inappropriate joke, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Wow, I said it insensitive. In- do you know when you say stuff like that and you instantly are like, should not have said that, should not yeah. have said that. That happens to me all the time. I hate it. I constantly am saying things I should not have said. <laughs> we went to a pool and one of the ki- with a bunch of kids and one of the kids left their jacket on the table and the guy was like trying to shoo us out and yeah. he happened to be bald. And I was like, <laughs> 
I let me grab this jacket and then I'll get out of your hair. And I'm like, oh, yes, doesn't have any hair. Exactly. <laughs> like that is exactly what I'm talking about. And you feel like instant regret and your face turns red. You can just run away. Right. Just run away. <laughs> I was just like, God, out of all the things I could have said. Like, why did that's I say what that? you went to? I know. And it's like not even something you normally say, right? <laughs> Which makes uh, it even worse. You were subconsciously thinking like your little devil on your shoulder, like this will be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm staying up like nights afterwards, just wakes me up in the middle of the night. Like, oh, I said it. I, really, I can't believe it. I really hope he didn't catch that. <laughs> I hope that didn't upset him. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, yeah, Anyways. so he he was killing it. Killing he it. was killing it. Football. <laughs> <laughs> we die. We dove deep into the abusive nature of OJ Simpson and Nicole Brown's relationship, and we ended it with finalizing their divorce. Nicole tried to reconcile the relationship a few times, which like, come on, girlfriend, don't do that. Writing to OJ um, a letter saying she misses him and then decides to stop the on and off relationship. We ended on October 25th, 1993, when Nicole calls the police on OJ, who was at Nicole's home threatening to beat her up. Yeah. And if you remember, he was really stalkery. Like she would go, they Hide did live in the bushes. Yeah. They did live kind of close to each other but he yeah he would be in the bushes spying on her he would be at a gas station anywhere she drove around he would just be there it was very off-putting for her yeah and this is the most dangerous time when an abuser or a person leaves in an abuser like that's the most dangerous time for them right so um and she was having a good time you know she was still she was very involved with her kids taking them to do all the things that moms do. Uh, but she was also enjoying being single too, like driving around. What was it in her fancy ass car? Um, oh yeah. What was that? I forget. Uh, either a Lambo or a Ferrari, a Ferrari, Ferrari, a white Ferrari. Yeah. Just living it up. Um, and she would like to go dancing with her friends. So she was, so during this time she was, she was doing some good things for her. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to fast forward to eight months after October 25th to June 12th, 1994. Okay. Yes. June 12th, 1994, Nicole and her friend, a waiter and model who was 25 years old named Ron Goldman, were found stabbed to death outside of Nicole's L.A. condo. Ron Goldman and Nicole had a platonic relationship. They were not seeing each other romantically. Uh, they would meet for coffee. They would go dancing. They would work out together. He reminds me of like um, American Psycho, like a Patrick Bateman situation, how he looks. Like his face. Yeah. yeah. Just very like clean cut, all American. Yeah. yeah. So that day they had saw each other briefly um, as she ate dinner at the restaurant, which is called Mazaluna. With her family, that was the same restaurant that Ron worked at. At dinner, Nicole took her family for ice cream before returning to the condo located, like we said, in the same neighborhood as OJ's house, which is kind of weird. I mean, I get wanting to stay close for like kid purposes, but especially That's if it's in that kind of close. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. And and especially with their relationship the way that it was, like you'd think she'd want to get a little further away, but but they lived in the same neighborhood. Ron discovered that the family had accidentally left a pair of glasses on the table at that they had left at dinner. So he got the glasses and he delivered them to Nicole. Oh, so that's why bad he was there. Luck. That's yes. what you get for being nice. Ugh. So the the aftermath of this would shock America forever. Ever. Pretty much. Yeah. Forever. Oh man, that picture is rough. Yeah, we have we have a picture of the crime scene, and there is a lot, a lot, a lot of blood um on the pathway to her door. That's scary. While Nicole was returning home, she got a call from her sister around 9.15 p.m. to say that their mother had left her glasses at the restaurant and that Ron had agreed to drop them off after work. During the same time frame, between 9 to 9.15, Brian Cato Kalen, a friend of OJ's, was staying at a guest house on OJ's Brentwood home, or at his home. He said that he and OJ went to McDonald's for dinner. Cato said that he and OJ returned home around 9.45. Police estimate that between 9.45 and 9.50, Ron left the restaurant with Nicole's mother's glasses and a white envelope and proceeded to drop them off at her home. Around 10.15, one of Nicole's neighbors, Pablo Fenez, yeah, that's good, claimed that he heard a dog barking and cries coming from his neighbor's home. Fenyez says he was up watching TV when he heard all of that commotion. Yeah. So 10 minutes after the neighbor heard the noises from Nicole's home, a limo driver, Alan Park, arrived at OJ's Brentwood home to allegedly take the former athlete to the airport. Mm -hmm. Shortly after the limo arrived, Cato heard three loud bumps on the outside wall of his guest room around 1040-ish. After buzzing the home's intercom several times with no response, the limo driver called his limo service around 10.55, saying that OJ was not home. The driver was told to wait until 11.15 because OJ had a history of being late. Minutes later, just before 11 p.m., the driver said he saw a figure about six foot tall, 220 pounds, which is very similar to what OJ looked like. Uh, walking across the driveway towards the front of the house. Okay. So that's... This is a lot. <laughs> it is. Yes. Startled by the noise he heard earlier, Cato said he walked toward the main home of the property to investigate. And it was at that time that Cato reported seeing the limo driver. Seconds later, the limo driver called the home's intercom, to which OJ answered and alleged he had overslept and had just gotten out of the shower. But, like, who was in your driveway, dude? Right. Very suspicious. OJ arrived at his limo with his bags to head to the L.A. airport between 11 and 11.15. I'm trying to, like, backtrack on these times so I can see, like, what what time this stuff went down. So, it, he said he was in the shower, but he was seen in the driveway, like, at 11-ish. And it says that he went down to the limo at 11, between 11 and 11.15. I feel like he was seen mm-hmm. in the driveway a little bit before that, right? Yeah, like, just before 11, he said. 
Yeah. So between 1040 and 11, I'm just trying to think like, how quickly can you be in your driveway, walking back in your house and make it seem like you just got out of the shower or you probably needed to take a shower in his case. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. But like, how quick can you do that realistically? Like, I don't know. Simpson arrived at the airport and left for Chicago around 1145. Dang, that is so fast. That's a very quick turnaround time. So So he doesn't have to go through airport security is what I'm gathering. (laughs) Yeah, in L.A. I mean, no less. So between, yeah, so breaking it down, the police believe that Ron got there around 945 to 950. 1015, the neighbor hears dogs barking and cries coming from the apartment around what 10 25 ish 10 55 oh wait go ahead sorry no, ten, that's whenever um they heard the limo driver pulled up and then shortly after that that's when there were loud bumps outside the guest room and then there was buzzing on the intercom nobody was there at 10 55 and then minutes before 11, he saw the dark figure pass. And then, a, you know, what? A few minutes after that, OJ's out of the shower, ready to go. And he's at the yeah. airport between 11 and 11.15. Well, he's going to the limo between 11 and 11.15. He's at the airport at 11.45. Right. So, I mean, yeah. and, and two hours, an hour, an hour and a half-ish. Yeah, all of this goes down. It's just real, like the the limo driver seeing somebody that resembles him in the driveway. I mean, that's got to be him, right? I mean, who else could it be? It's probably him. That yeah. timeline's what's got me. Like, what is happening? Because he like what walked in the house and then got on the intercom and was like, "Hey, I'm in the shower." <laughs> yeah, and just like. Just thinking, especially with like the brutality that we see from the blood on the pa- the paved way there to stab those people and then be okay within an hour to like jump on a plane and act like everything's fine. Like that's nuts. Yeah, that is nuts. And it's not like he's like some kind of like crazy serial killer, right? He's just got like rage issues yeah major rage issues you'd think it would take him longer to calm down i don't know that's wild and just to like go about your life business right crazy okay so the 13th uh june 13th that's when the bodies are discovered of nicole and ron outside of her home at 12 10 a.m Nicole was discovered slumped over her home's front steps and had been fatally stabbed several times. She had seven stab wounds to her head and neck, almost decapitating her, as well as defensive wounds on her hand. Goldman was found fatally stabbed on the home's property. He suffered stab wounds to his neck, chest, abdomen, and left thigh. That just, ugh, gives me... The goosebumps like all of those but for some reason specifically the thigh <laughs> i don't know why yeah. oh that would just hurt i just Ooh. feel like there's still you know that one vein your carotid vein is in like it's just no good um no good 
a glove was found at the crime scene by Ron's foot. Which will be important later, right? Very important, yes. Uh, 4.30 a.m., police go to O.J.'s home to inform him of his ex-wife's death. They discover a trail of blood from his Bronco to the front door and a bloody glove matching the one found at Ron's feet. Hmm. 6.30 a.m., Simpson is advised of the murders, checks out of his hotel in Chicago, and flies back to L.A., at 10.45 a.m., police obtain a search warrant for O.J.'s property where they find more blood in the Bronco and around the mansion. And at noon, O.J. arrives home, is handcuffed briefly, and undergoes three and a half hours of questioning at the police station. Yeah. So the important thing to note that we didn't maybe mention in the recap portion is that Nicole and O.J. have two kids together. Yeah, where are these kids at? I, I don't I don't know. Um, and I feel like as a as a parent, if your ex spouse is murdered, of course you want to try to get home as fast as possible to be there for your children. So so that piece of it is not weird. The weird part is the glove and the blood and all of the other things. Um that dude, and he has been awake for a very long time. Yeah. 24 hours about unless he got some sleep snuck in there somewhere but that is a long time to then go get investigated for three and a half hours yeah yeah on uh now we're going to go through the timeline of things that occur after this so um between june 15th and 16th 1994 High-profile attorney Robert Shapiro takes over Simpson's defense, replacing celebrity attorney Howard Witzman. O.J. accompanies children Sidney and Justin to Nicole's funeral in Brentwood, and hundreds of friends and family attend Ron's funeral. So they're laying them to rest. And his... Man, they found blood going from his Bronco into his house, and he's taking his kids to their mom's funeral and you know what else is kind of weird with typically like on a murder investigation like that you don't bury somebody that fast right because you're collecting evidence i mean this was three days later three days later yeah and and to get the funeral home involved get the bodies prepared get them out of evidence or whatever they're in and then to bury them like that's very fast that is very fast. That's I thought weird. that was interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, June 17th, 1994, Simpson is charged with two counts of murder with special circumstances. Prosecutors are saying that they may seek the death penalty. OJ promises to surrender, but failed to do so as promised. So OJ is declared a fugitive and is spotted hours later in a white Bronco on Orange County Freeway with his friend Al Cowling driving. This is the famous Bronco chase that we'll never forget. Um, I don't o- really remember this. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't really remember. I, I feel like I remember my parents watching it, but I, I don't really don't. remember. But I, I did go back and watch like footage of the chase because it's so publicized there's so many different 
newscasts yeah. of it. It's just wild. It's so wild. So OJ, the whole time, is holding a gun to his head, right? While his best friend's driving. If oh, if I was driving you around in a Bronco and you had a gun to your head, I'd be like, knock that shit off. Like, right. Stop. Like, slap me straight in the face. What a drama queen. <laughs> stop it. Plus, plus, like, if that makes you look very suspicious, like, why are you wanting to kill yourself all of a sudden? Because you murdered your freaking ex-wife and her friend? It's just all very, very dramatic. So... <laughs> Al was communicating with the police via a car phone saying, you got to tell the police to back off. He's still alive, but he's got a gun on his head. This is probably one of the most famous chases in history, spanning 60 miles and an hour and a half across Southern California freeways. There were cheering fans lining the highway in support of OJ idiots the pursuit ended at oj's home in rockingham with him claiming that he just wanted to see his mama like what what in the world and, and it is so like they, there's pictures and we'll post them but it's like people just pull over it's like a freaking parking lot people are just like cheering and like go juice like no stop juice you just murdered yeah. your family like cut it out be a man and nobody blocked the highway no which i think is such a major safety issue for people of san diego like he has a gun yeah and it's weird to me that people didn't just like line their cars up across the highway to like stop him right it seems like he wasn't that committed (laughs) Well, I feel like people, this has been the case we've talked about in part one his whole life. Like, everything has just kind of fallen and into his lap and he's just the Got number one guy and he's, you know, no problem. Just let OJ do what he wants. Well, OJ is insane. Yeah, he's not a good person. <laughs> so he was arrested shortly before 9 p.m. and jailed without bail. Smart. Yeah, because he could probably afford it. On June 30th to July 30th, um, a six-day preliminary hearing is done where Municipal Judge Kathleen Kennedy Powell rules there's ample evidence to put Simpson on trial, obviously. Simpson offers a $500,000 reward for any info leading to the arrest of real killer or killers. Okay, buddy. Well, and that's you a know- really <laughs> solid investment because nobody's going to come forward because yeah. you freaking did it, man. You know that that $500,000 not going anywhere. Shapiro creates a national toll-free hotline for tips. OJ pleads absolutely 100% not guilty. The case <laughs> is assigned to Superior Court Judge Lane Ito. Ron Goldman's mother files a wrongful death lawsuit against OJ, alleging he willfully, wantonly, and maliciously killed her son. Fair. Yeah. Grand jury transcripts paint pictures of jealous OJ who stalked his ex-wife and her companion. And it's it's something to know also that like Shapiro and OJ are friends. Like there's a lot of key players involved. This is where Robert Kardashian, this is how Chris Jenner, 
and Nicole Brown Simpson were like best friends. Her husband was on the team trying to get him off of these charges. And it was very difficult for her because Nicole was her best friend. Um, Yeah, and she knows he's guilty. I mean, yeah, I I feel like how could you not feel that way? Um, I don't know. So now we've got this is kind of this is a lot of information, um, but this is going to just a timeline of other key important dates during the trial. Um, So let's see here. We talked about some of these. So on August 18th, 1994, defense counsel files motion to obtain personnel records of Detective Mark Furman. Now, we don't really talk about Mark earlier, but he was the detective that supposedly found the other glove on the scene. They're trying to paint him as like a racist cop who was trying to take him down because essentially he was black. Um, So this is is what they're trying to paint is that he was racist and he planted evidence. He's trying to so just this screw is about OJ. the glove they found at the Bronco. Correct. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, September 2nd, 1994, district attorney files motion to sequester jury. And I don't know if you guys watched the OJ Simpson trial, like mini TV series that they had where David Schwimmer was playing um, Robert Kardashian. It was really, really good. It was really well done. Um, I think it's from the same people. Don't quote me on this. You guys are probably going to yell at me if it's wrong. But um, I think it's from the same people that do like American um, Horror Story. Those same people. Oh, oh, that came out like semi recently. Yeah, right? like not not like suit. Yeah, probably like within the last two years or something like that, I'd say. Um, they also did yeah. one. Who's the uh, was it Versace who got murdered? Um on his steps there was another one that they had they had done like yeah. three different ones and they were all pretty good <clears throat> but uh but i highly recommend it. it was very informative it kind of gets you through the whole thing but they sequestered the jury so they were all staying at this hotel and they couldn't leave because they didn't want them to see any kind of news coverage so they were all just holed up in this hotel um for like ever ew yeah um yeah september 9th 1994 district attorney announces that the death penalty will not be sought Why not? september i don't know september 19th judge ito upholds the, the legality of the search of simpson's home this is kind of in regards to that detective mark Furman planting evidence and that sort of thing On November 3rd, 1994, the jury panel was selected with eight black people, one white person, one Hispanic, two mixed race, eight women, four men. And then on December 8th, 1994, an alternate jury was selected. So this is, was this like a big race thing? I think, I don't, I think that they were trying to, I think both sides were trying to find the people that were going to give them what outcome they wanted essentially so i i think that that's where they were trying to if it was me and i was trying to you know help oj i probably wouldn't want eight women (laughs) yeah on the uh, jury that is an interesting 
I have to sneeze. <laughs> Bless you. Oh, there's another one. My, Mine come in my allergies are not okay. Mine normally do too, not three, but here we are. And I feel like I could sneeze again right now. It's not good. It's not good at all. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, I feel like that's a very diverse jury. Mm-hmm. And oh, there's only one white person too. That's yeah. just, I mean, the, the numbers are just interesting and that is a lot of women eight to four. It should be a jury of your peers. Right. So don't you think they would normally try to make it more even? I mean, women are On still your peers. Thing? I know, but don't they, I, I don't know how juries work. <laughs> it should thinking, be don't just they normally like even that out like four and four. I, I I do think that it's a high ratio of women. Yeah. What percentage um, of men versus women live in San Diego? <laughs> but I do know that they really went through the ringer because they want, you know, they can ask you all the questions. How do you feel about the death penalty? What's the, you know, and you can come up with any excuse that would make you not one Eligible. they would want to pick. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right. Um. So that alternate alternate jury is selected on December eighth. Then January fourth, nineteen ninety five, the defense waives the hearing for challenge of prosecution's DNA evidence. January eleventh. I don't know what that means. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think they were trying to challenge that the DNA evidence that they had wasn't like legit. And they didn't okay. want anybody to hear about it, but they waived that. Okay. January 11th, 1995, the jury is sequestered again, held um, hearing held on admissibility of domestic abuse evidence. That better so, be admissible. Th- right? Like that is the life that she led and he participated in. I, I don't under, I mean, of course, you don't want if you're trying to to help OJ. Yeah, you don't I'm want that, sure but... he doesn't want people to know that. But how could that not be admissible? Mm-hmm. Yep. January thirteenth, prosecutor Christopher Darden and defense attorney Johnny Cochran, who's a big famous fella, argue over racist language regarding the upcoming testimony of Mark Furman. So they're just trying to showcase that he is racist and several of the stops that he's made this has been an ongoing problem just trying to shred any kind of credibility that he has um so like is he racist i to be honest the only information that i got was from that mini series so <laughs> did I he would seem say, racist in the mini series <laughs> i would say probably but i don't think I think he just was not a fan of black people. Unfortunately, I don't think it would have been to the point where he planted evidence. I think that he is just needs some training <laughs> like on yeah. accepting everyone um, and, and probably was not using the best words. But I, I don't don't see that but that's i don't know that anything. planting i feel like to plant something like that would have had to really have been like how would you get the other glove yeah. like you would have had to really be thinking that out i feel like mm-hmm. or be planning it a little bit i don't know that's just yep. weird 
On January 24th, 1995, the trial opens in Los Angeles. Prosecutors Marsha Clark and Christopher Darden deliver the opening statements. On January 25th, Johnny Cochran makes opening statement for the defense. On January... Damn, those are some long opening statements. They got a day each. Yeah. Yeah. On January 27th, 1995, O.J. Simpson's book, I Want to Tell You, is published. W-T-F. So I just Googled it and about, like, what it was about. And it's a yeah. it's his his work his words um, since the first time of his arrest for the death of his ex wife Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman, and it's supposed to be an emotional and factual self portrait of OJ's mind at the critical time. So he. <laughs> This is just a little snip. It says book publisher says OJ Simpson admitted to killing ex-wife Nicole and Ron Goldman. Um, The original scheduled publisher of If I Did It told Fox that a lawyer um, for OJ said that. So so I think that that's the book I might be thinking of. Not this. I want to tell you. Um, Hold on. OJ Simpson. So I think he wrote. this is the weird one so he wrote a book so this is in we're talking about 1995 that book yeah in in the middle of his stuff yeah so in 2007 he released a book called if i did it which is a hypothetical in quotes description of the murders so What? what in the hell like, did he make money off of that? I'm sure. I'm sure he did. Oh my god! What? Yeah. What? Yeah. And he so he publishes a book in the middle of his trial on like uh-huh. the third day of his trial, and then after he gets off, later writes a book that's like, if I did it, this is what happened. Yes. Yes. Ew! That is so disgusting. That just goes to show you how he doesn't take it serious. Nothing. It's just, I mean, Jesus. How is that even legal? I don't know. Because murderers aren't allowed to make money off of shit that they do in prison. And he's a murderer. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's just like, it's mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. That is insane. Yeah. On February 3rd, 1995, Nicole Brown's sister, Denise, testifies about O.J. Simpson's abuse of her sister. That would be so hard. Yeah. On February 12th, jurors take a field trip to Simpson's home and the Bundy Drive crime scene. March 15th, Detective Mark Furman cross-examined by defense attorney F. Lee Bailey. He denies using the word... N-I-G-G-E-R. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going <laughs> to say it. I thought you were going to say it for a second. I was like, Never. <laughs> no. Um, he denies using that word at any time in the previous 10 years. So 11 years, he was probably saying it a lot, but not the 10 years. <laughs> in the last 10 years. No. No. No, sir. Um, April 11th, 1995, LAPD criminalist Dennis Fung concedes under cross-examination 
by defense attorney Barry Sheck procedural errors. So there were errors in the processing things. Um, Okay. April 21st, 1995, after three sheriff's deputies are reassigned jurors protest, they first refuse to come to court. They show up dressed in black. So now it's like kind of a race situation. Like this is what we're turning it into. Okay. And the jurors are protesting? Yes. Oh, that's weird, right? That's not very common. (laughs) I feel like this is... This is his way of taking the heat off of what he did and turning it into something. making a show like a spectacle. Well, and he's trying to turn it into a race situation. Nicole was white and he's black. And it doesn't matter what color you are if you freaking murdered her. Like it's it's, the cop situation that they're turning into a race thing, though. Not not him and Nicole. And it doesn't really. I mean... We can't even say him because O.J. Simpson's likely not the mastermind behind this. It is probably his very expensive attorneys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, yes. So they're just trying to discredit as many people as they can, put the the attention on the race situation and take it away from the fact that he murdered his wife, ex-wife. And Ron, who was just trying to return some glasses. Just trying to return some glasses, man. Dang. Yeah. On May 4th, 1995, the, a wrongful death suit is filed on behalf of the Goldmans. On May 10th, 95, DNA testimony begins. And then on June 15th, this is taking a really long time. Are they mm-hmm. just having like one session and then chilling out for a month? I think just all of these big defense things take so like they try to drag it out for so long. Like, they're not meeting every day. They're just meeting sometimes. Seems very drawn out. On June 15th, Simpson tries on the bloody gloves. They seem not to fit. (laughs) And let's all remind ourselves (laughs) that he's an actor and he's not a very good one because obviously he was really trying to put a struggle on to put those gloves on. Like if you watch the, it's like, come on, man, just put on the freaking glove. You know that it fits. You've wore gloves like fit? this. It, I, in my expert opinion, which I'm not an expert, I think if your hands are sweaty or anything, I mean, you can it's struggle to, to put, put on a glove. On. Yeah. For but sure. If you, if you know you're going to murder somebody, you can stuff your shit in that glove. Like, come on. Yeah. And then it's the whole, if the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit quote, which is ridiculous. Like, it obviously fits. You're just struggling. I, that's interesting because I thought it must have super not fit. Like, it must have been 20 sizes too small. No, like, but he it gets just it. like for pretends. He gets it like up to his palm. So his fingers are in it. And he's tr- like, oh, 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 it's, it's hard. I can't do it. Yes, you can, dude. Wiggle your fingers. Like, get your fingers all the way in there. It's like I trying to get your gloves on a toddler. <laughs> right. And I'm sure your palms are sweaty because you're on trial for freaking murder. Like, get French some baby powder. out. <laughs> I'll make them fit. It'll fit. Right. <laughs> Let me try. Let me try to get them on you. <laughs> This guy, not okay. 
On July 6th, 95, the prosecution rests. July 10th, the defense calls its first witness, which is Arnell Simpson, O.J. Simpson's daughter. Uh, that would be hard. Oh, uh, I mean, is- in in this, could you really like process the fact that your dad killed your mom? Like, I feel like you just would have to believe that there's no way he did it because he he's the only one that she has left. I mean, yeah, you couldn't. I yeah, that would be very difficult to to convince yourself that your parent is capable of that, even if she was like even if she had seen the abuse and things like that, that went on just, yeah, that's all you have left. Yeah. And, and like we talked about in part one, it, we talk a lot about the abuse that Nicole suffered, but it never talked about him abusing the children. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes the children, it seemed were around, but I don't know if they may have been sleeping or, you know, whatever the case may be, but I don't think they ever, had abuse from their father which i mean all things considered thank god for that i mean mm-hmm. really yeah. august 15th 1995 controversy over possible conflict of interest concerning judge ito marcia clark asked ito to recuse himself from simpson's trial but then the next day on the 16th clark changes her mind on the recusal she's good with him so i really don't what? know <laughs> It's it just seems like whatever they can do to string it along. That is bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, August 18th, Superior Court Judge John Reed rules that Captain York's testimony is not relevant to Simpson trial. And I don't have all the details on all of this stuff because there's just so many days. Um, but I'm sure, you know, if you're interested in finding out what that is, you can look it up. Um August 29th it's not relevant yeah I mean there's and there's a lot of that stuff in here that's that's not that they just are trying to draw it out um August 29th Furman tapes played in court with jury absent this is his you know racist comments and things like that and then August 31st Judge Ito rules that jury will hear two excerpts of those tapes that they played in in court for the jury Um, these tapes, what are they recording here? Like, I'm just curious, is it like somebody recorded him out on the streets being a racist a-hole or was this like part of the investigation and he was like being recorded and making racial statements? So it looks like they are basically... 13 hours worth of taped interviews um, given by Mark to, you know, the police department suspects. Yeah. Like, and it's got racist comments, sexist rants, um, just trying to discredit him as much as they could. Wow. They really lucked out having a POS like this guy to like put stuff on. Yes. And and let's just take a moment to say that like racism is never okay ever, especially in a situation where you are a cop or a detective needing to dole out justice, essentially. So like we don't want to take away from the fact that, yeah, he's a piece of shit. But at the same time, so is OJ Simpson. Yeah, it doesn't make (laughs) what happened 
any less what happened it just makes this guy an asshole yep (laughs) so i don't know yeah again they really looked out having this guy to Mm -hmm. put some spotlight on on september 5th the jury hears the experts from the Furman tapes on september 6th with the jury absent mark Furman appears on the stand he refuses to answer questions citing his fifth amendment privilege against self-incrimination I mean, what do you do? That's probably a good call for Mr. Mark Furman. (laughs) Sounds like it. On September 7th, the defense announces that Simpson won't testify on his own behalf. The defense asks Judge Ito to instruct the jury as to the reason for Furman's further non-appearance. The judge agrees, but prosecution objects. The question is appealed. That's a lot. That was a lot. On September 8th, appeals court rejects Ito's jury instruction. September 11th, defense refuses to rest their case due to the unresolved question of judge's instruction to jury concerning Furman. Judge Ito orders prosecution to begin its rebuttal. Um, September 18th, prosecution conditionally rests its case. And on the 19th, Detective Van Natter is cross-examined by Shapiro on statements he made to mob informants about why police went to O.J. Simpson's residence. So they're just, I mean, like, now we got the mob involved. Like, come on. Yeah, where'd this come from? Come on. Um, That's a lot. (laughs) September 21st, both defense and prosecution rest their case. In a statement to judge waiving his right to testify, Simpson says... I did not, could not, and would not have committed this crime. But he's going to write a book about it. if he did what he'd do. Um, Ugh. Judge Ito gives jury instructions. On September 26th and 27th, Clark and Darden deliver prosecution's closing arguments. I tell you what, if the closing arguments take two days, is that typical? Because in the movies, the closing argument is very short. Now, I think in a long case, I mean, this is 1995. Their bodies were discovered in 1993. I mean, that's a lot of stuff to have to go through and tidy up and put it in a nice little package to, you know, go through everything. So I could see two days. I don't know. That's a lot. I'm not trying to listen to anybody talk for two days straight. Yeah. And then on the 27th and 28th, Cochran and Skank deliver defense's closing argument arguments cochran makes controversial statements to the jury comparing Furman to hitler Hmm. can we just get like a separate trial for this guy i mean come on yeah like get him out of here <laughs> for everybody he is for- encroaching on oj's trial with mm-hmm. his bs <laughs> yep On September 29th, the case goes to the jury, and on October 2nd, after less than four hours, the jury announces that they've reached a verdict. On October 3rd, the jury finds O.J. Simpson not guilty of two counts of murder. Nuts. Nuts. Um, October 23rd, 1996, so this is a year later, 
Opening statements in civil trial in Santa Monica. Jury consists of nine whites, one black, one Hispanic, and one person of mixed Asian and African ancestry. November 22nd, 1996, Simpson testifies before a jury for the first time. He denies killing Goldman or his former wife, but cannot explain the physical evidence against him. Hmm. Huh. Suspicious. Uh, where's the white supremacist when you need him? You know? <laughs> right. Uh, December 9th, Fred Goldman, Ron's father, testifies. Plaintiffs rest. December 20th, Simpson awarded custody of his children. So not only was he not accused of murder, but now he's given custody. Um, He was granted that by an Orange County judge. So now we're going into Uh, 1997. And on January 10th of 97, Simpson's on the stand again. On January 16th, both sides rest. Jury has heard 101 witnesses over 41 days of testimony. That's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. On January 21st, the closing argument of Daniel Petrocelli for the plaintiffs. Petrocelli points at Simpson and says, there's a killer in this courtroom. That's dramatic. He could have got that damn glove on. <laughs> yeah. On January 22nd, closing argument by Robert Baker representing Simpson occurs. And then February 4th, 1997, the jury finds Simpson liable and awards the plaintiffs $8.5 million in compensatory compensatory they gave him some money uh for damages <laughs> <laughs> that's right March so this 20... is for the i think this is for goldman okay for so... his wrongful death essentially okay march 26th court orders simpson to turn over his assets including 1968 heisman trophy a warhol painting and his golf clubs wow let's take him out have... at the knees he didn't have it 8.5 million. Right? You'd think you would. Um, July 14th, the Brentwood estate is auctioned off, and the new owner soon demolishes it. He's like, get this shit out of here. I'm done with this. Good for you, because that place is just, probably haunted. Just not to mention people would be there oh, all yeah. the time. Like me, I'd be going and snapping pictures if I lived close. <laughs> You're still gonna probably try to go, but that's right <laughs> at least with the building demolished it's less likely people will want to make that trip that's true on june 30th 98 simpson's attorneys appeal wrongful death award against him calling the award excessive and the clear result of passion and prejudice on the part of the jury yeah bro is lucky he's not in jail he needs to shut up <laughs> yeah. Well, and I actually think that that 8.5 million is all to um Ron and to Nicole's families. I think it's to both of them, I think. Good. Yeah. And the fact that he's complaining about it like like get over yourself. Yeah, boo hoo. You got a good Nobody deal, I feel like. You. Right. Yeah, for sure. Not okay. I mean, that's like a portion of justice, I feel like not yeah he's still out there and he's with his kids Mm -hmm. and as like nicole's parents like you can't give me millions of dollars to make me feel better about that right well and at that point from my grandbabies 
<laughs> right. At that point, it would be just trying to do, I feel like, as much damage as you could, and it would have to be financial. I mean. Yeah, there's not much else you can do, right? Yeah. Um, November 2nd, Brown and Goldman's family split proceeds from an auction of O.J. Simpson's belongings. May 10th, O.J. Simpson and the Browns negotiate a custody arrangement for the two Simpson children. The following year, in August 2000, Simpson leaves California for Florida, a state where homes and pensions cannot be seized to pay for civil liabilities in other states. He's not he's not dumb, but he's dumb, you know, <laughs> Um, that's interesting, because isn't that where I feel like I've been told that dads that are trying to get out of paying child support go to like Florida and Georgia. Oh, really? Because they can't why? take them. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> that's weird. I'm pretty sure mine went down. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> For some amount of time. <laughs> But that's yes. interesting that this is not state law is interesting that it mm -hmm. differs so much. So in Florida, if he had been living in Florida in the first place, they would not have been able to seize his home. And his trophy or and all his, that stuff. Well, they might have been able to seize his trophy, right? But not his home. They, it says we're homes and pensions. So those are things yeah. that. Like, you need your home, right? So you're not homeless. And then your pension, I guess, I mean, probably would feel good to have that safe. But, like, yikes. Yeah. So September 2007. So this is, what, eight years after um, the custody arrangement and he moves to Florida. A court seizes the book, If I Did It, by O.J. Simpson. The book renamed... If I Did It, Confessions of the Killer is published with proceeds used to pay off Simpson's civil claim. So he he did use those that money to fund the people who he affected by the murders if he did it, which is just ridiculous. That is so ridiculous. I can't. He called the book, If I Did It, Confessions of the Killer. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but anybody who didn't think he did it and then he did that, did it change? Were you like, maybe he did do it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the audacity. <laughs> what? Like, what? How big a balls does he have? Like, he really, I think, feels like he's untouchable. He can write a whole freaking confession. He did write a confession, a book. And just to put this out here, because I feel like the way you worded it made it sound like maybe he voluntarily did this. He did not. The court seized the book. Yeah. So it's not like he was like, oh, let me get this book out there so I can pay the families That's of the true. people I killed. It was like, oh, look at this book I wrote. Everybody's going to want it. And they're like, no, give us the money. I feel like that is the essential word of like the definition of blood money, like literally blood money. <sighs> and it would have been if he would have gotten to keep it. I mean, it's still, I guess is, I don't know, but man, <laughs> at least well, the money went to is to the families. Cause I'm sitting here thinking there's no way this man made money off of that. Well, and, and how would you feel 
as like the parents of Ron or the parents of Nicole accepting a big check from a book that's called If I Did It based on the murders of your your murders. Yeah, that would be difficult. I would would take it still. I mean, yeah, you got to. I mean, that's the only thing you're getting a benefit of is this because the court systems surely didn't take care of you. Like, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Now, this is the part that I really like, though. Okay, you can read it then. Okay, so we talked about this briefly in part one because I couldn't keep it under wraps. It is so (laughs) ridiculous. October 3rd, 2008, so this is a year after the book is seized and all of that money goes to the families, OJ is convicted of assault, kidnapping, and armed robbery in connection with his attempt to recover sports memorabilia, which Simpson claimed was his, from a Las Vegas hotel room. Okay, so he went to trial and he was sentenced to 33 years in prison. That is some funny ass shit. Like that you didn't get a, you didn't get 33 years for murdering your ex-wife and a friend of hers, but you did for trying to assault and kidnap and rob on your sports memorabilia. That just goes to show you like his mental it's all about OJ. Like it's all about yeah. OJ. And whatever he wants and he probably thought then I got away with it once, I'll do it again. Well, bitch you sure didn't. Nope. And that's not, I mean, that number, 33 years in prison, I mean, they threw the book at him. Oh, yeah. And it's probably because, like, we're not letting this guy go again because we screwed up the last time. Was that, I wonder, a jury sentencing? They can't pick the sentencing. The judge still picks the sentencing, right? I, th- I think, yeah, I think they just tell, they just say, say if, if it's they're guilty, guilty or, not. or not guilty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's dang. He didn't get rid of or get away with nothing that time. In 2017, the Nevada Parole Board decides to grant. Don't like that. Yeah. They decide to grant his request for parole, and Simpson is released in October 2017. So he only did 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, out less, of a 33 out of a 33 year sentence, like really. Yeah, he still got off. Dang it. Um, So he's released in October of 2017 with restrictions. He lived in Nevada and Florida from 2017 to 2021. And on December 1st, 2021, Simpson was granted an early discharge by the Nevada Parole Board and became a completely free man at the age of 74. Yeah. So... Not as satisfying as I would have liked. Like, I was really excited about the redemption of this assault and kidnapping and robbery. But then he got out early. But then he got out early. So they still didn't. I mean, I don't know. It's just it's a major injustice for everyone involved. Just so many families affected by this. Your poor kids. I mean, I feel like, too, this is so infamous. There's no way your kids are going to be able to get away from it. Like, if if some dude is trying to date his daughter and he's like, oh, yeah, OJ Simpson's my dad. Nope. No, thanks. Yeah. He's going to murder me. Like, just, is- I don't know. I mean, this goes to show, like, the 
the detrimental side of like media and yeah. like the I feel like the hype around this it made it easier for the defense team to get everybody to hey look at this racist police officer that right. deposited this glove okay well don't make it like don't call the media in to focus on his racism prove that he freaking planted the glove yeah well you know right and and you said it earlier this really needed to be like a separate trial of just him and what a piece of crap he was instead of it having bled into this trial where the focus kind of got shifted there for a minute while it's still important. And while racism is still a terrible thing. And if you are a piece of crap, you're a piece of crap and you should be held accountable for that. But then you go and prove that the justice system does not work because he got off. Yeah. Like he got off in, in Mark Furman, I'm sure had some sort of reprimand for his actions. I hope, um, but then to have the actual killer, like, and that's how I feel. I feel like he did it 100 million percent. Yeah. He had all of the motive to do it. He proved that he was a wife beater. He, you know, like the trying on glove thing was comical. I just, I can't believe it. And that goes to show you too, like you've touched on before. If, if you, if he was not as rich as yeah, he was, no, that would he would have went happened. to prison. That would absolutely 100%. No questions asked. He, he would have probably got the death penalty and yes. been killed. Yes. But probably. because this, it's all a game, it, it's it's ridiculous. There's no, it's this is so terrible. It is. And that's, I mean, like you just said, it's so sad too that the families aren't going to get justice for that. Like, there's no, just no, right. nothing that you can get from that. And the fact, too, that he's been so famous and not, I mean, I don't feel like he was properly hated on mm-hmm. <laughs> like he should have been. Well, I, for this. I, I, don't I know. guarantee you he's out now living his best life, like golfing and doing all kinds of fun things. Like, he'll be fine. And it's, I wish almost that he wasn't, that he had some sort of something that happened to him that made it some sort of karmic justice. Yeah. Yeah. And I I was hoping that with that assault and the 33 years, it's like, finally it's happening, but then it didn't like it didn't. Yeah. It's just to the fact that he's been able to maintain some sort of lifestyle like i just looked it up and his net worth as of 2022 is three million dollars he shouldn't have a net worth of three million dollars well i just looked and there there's another thing i just googled it and it's saying he's worth seven million and he lives in a gated golf course community in las vegas like he's fine yeah he should not be that makes me sad he receives an estimated twenty five thousand dollar monthly payout from his nfl uh nfl pension oh so that's what it was he was Mm -hmm. able to keep his pension yep Mm -mm -mm. can't the nfl be like never mind you don't get no pension (laughs) 
Right. <laughs> like I feel like if you like if you're a bad person, like like we actually decided we don't like you anymore. You right be getting no permission. I wonder if I can share well, this with you. you. S- Hold on. What is it? I need. Oh, I don't know if I can. No, I can't. I was gonna. While we're recording. Yeah, I was gonna show you the picture. Google the gloves. I just. I want you. I want to hear what your reaction is. So just Google OJ Simpson gloves. Okay. Like it's it's absolutely ridiculous. I just need you to be on the same page with me here. <laughs> like, do you see the picture where he's holding up his both hands? Like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, they freaking fit yeah there's another picture right after that where he's like this and they clearly do fit you don't hold your hands with your fingers like outward like that's not a normal yeah that's not a normal stance those gloves definitely fit 100 percent. so i need everybody to tell me how they feel like even in this one picture he actually looks like he's got some room yeah like, he's like they look a little loose yeah um mm-hmm. so i don't know what are your thoughts tell us if you think he was guilty or if you think that worked crazy and justice was served and he's the juice and you'd be holding signs on the highway cheering him on yeah you let us know we're gonna judge you if you're <laughs> We might, we might assign holding group, but <laughs> all right. Yeah. So my sources for this were the same as in part one, um, wiki vulture Vogue, Nick is swift, Denver post Biographypedia, sports casting, Wikipedia. Um, oh, I already said that one. There were two different links though. A murder trial and OJ Simpson, uh, daily mail, OJ Simpson Radar Online, AP News, and FamousTrials.com. Huh, and that what is a, that? What a thing to unpack. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed part two, episode 136 on OJ Simpson, Nicole Brown Simpson murder trial, part two. And we hope that you miss us greatly. And we will see you on April 10th. Bye. Bye.